other times in my life when I was afraid of different things, I've always managed to make it through and survive. So I know those fears really well, and I know that I'm gonna feel a sense of resistance, and I know that my brain's gonna yell a bunch of things at me. And because of that, I don't attach so much to them. That growth in the span of a week is something that I am incredibly proud of. I did not think I could do that seven days ago. I'll be able to handle what I need to handle. And so that's a big and ongoing thing. It doesn't ever go away, I don't think. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jess, I am the host of this podcast. I'm a career coach for women in the nine to five space. I help women build confidence and find a powerful voice in the workplace. And I help women go for the roles and career paths and promotions that they really want. And I'm excited about this episode because it's different than one I've ever done. And it's on a topic that I'm obsessed with. And that topic is the topic of fear. And fear is the emotion. Like when you look at something that you're struggling with or something that you want in your career or something that's not going well in your professional life, not always, but often fear is an emotion that is involved in that experience. Either you're afraid to feel fear, so you're avoiding situations that require you to face fear, or maybe you are feeling fearful and that's preventing you from taking action. And I think like when I think of fear as an emotion, I think it's like a bitch of an emotion. It is so difficult to navigate. I think it is one of the hardest things for us as humans. And I think if you're someone who wants to change and grow and build confidence and feel powerful, one of the most effective ways to get those results for yourself is to become better at being with and navigating the feeling of fear. I don't believe that there's a path to big confidence and a path to feeling powerful where you avoid facing fear because I believe that is how you build the confidence, that is how you become powerful. So I don't believe that we build confidence and feel powerful staying in our comfort zones and doing things that feel good and easy. Our comfort zones and things that feel good and easy play a role in the confidence building process. We need to learn to lean on our strengths, we need to learn to rest in our comfort zones before we venture out of our comfort zones. But in order to build that muscle of I am strong, I am confident, I can handle this, I can handle anything, we have to venture out of our comfort zone, which means we are dancing with fear. We are going to places that we are afraid of. 
And while this isn't fun, and I know from personal experience, it can feel horrible and it can make you feel sick to your stomach and it can make you spin with worried thoughts. I know I've done all those things, right? I've been there, trust me. It's also the path to growth for so many of us. And for me, I know that identifying my fears, acknowledging them, naming them, moving towards them, cultivating my own capacity to be with my own fear has just led to massive changes in my career and my life. And so I want to talk about fear. (laughs) So let me explain to you what you're about to hear. I had several past podcast guests who I asked to confess something that they're very afraid of. So I asked them to either share like a personal fear that they had or to just share their best advice for navigating fear. And you're going to hear from several guests who have already been on the podcast, but you're going to hear things from them that you haven't heard in their episodes. And I'm so excited. I'm in the show notes going to list out the different guests that you're hearing from in this episode so that if you want to go listen to their full interview, you can find it in the archives of the podcast. And I think that this is going to help you feel less alone. And I think one of the most powerful things with fear is to know that we aren't the only one experiencing the fear, right? Because when we think it's just us, we feel isolated, we feel alienated, we feel like the lone weirdo who is struggling with this thing. And there's something so comforting in hearing other people speak openly about their fears. I am really excited for you to listen to this. I think it'll make you feel warm and fuzzy and seen and better about anything that you're struggling with. So I'm really looking forward to this. Before I jump in, I have an announcement to make. I'm so excited to share this with you. So I have not done a live workshop in a really long time. And I am doing my first live workshop in a long, long while on Sunday August 29th, and you can register and get your ticket now. I am so excited. This workshop is all about helping you feel confident in meetings. And the reason that I'm focusing on this is because meetings are a place that can really, really be challenging when you're struggling with confidence. But they're a very important place for you to be speaking up and contributing and starting to feel more confident because meetings is where a huge part of your professional reputation gets formed. The more you speak in meetings and the more confidently you speak in meetings, the more chances you have to make a positive impression on the leaders around you, the executives around you, and especially for some of the more senior executives who are in your organization they don't see you day to day, a lot of their exposure to you is in meetings. So the more that they get to see your genius and your gifts and your superpowers in meetings, the more they're gonna understand how talented you are, the more in the long run they're going to support you with your career growth and your career evolution. So meetings aren't just about what happens that day and what you contribute in that moment, in that meeting. Meetings are about the equity that you built in your own professional reputation, and there is nothing more important than that. And if you struggle in meetings, you don't feel confident in meetings, that is not a problem. That is okay. 
I've been on the, a very similar journey of like feeling terrified in meetings and not speaking up and not trusting myself and having major imposter syndrome to meetings not being a huge problem for me anymore and being a really powerful forum where I developed my professional reputation. And I want to help you get there too. So during the workshop, you are going to learn how to navigate feelings of imposter syndrome during meetings because having a powerful voice means you need to know what to do when you feel the sense of imposter syndrome rising up. I'm going to give you tools and really simple techniques for becoming a more confident and effective speaker. And I'm also going to help you learn how to manage nerves that make it hard to speak up in meetings because one of the biggest challenges in finding your voice in meetings is the physical and mental experience of nervousness, which can really get in the way. So I'm going to give you some tips and techniques to manage that. I am so excited to see you there. If you have any questions about the workshop, please let me know. You can buy your ticket below. Just go to the show notes and you'll find the link to get your spot. You can either get a regular ticket, which gets you a spot in the workshop, or you can get a VIP ticket, which gets you a spot in the workshop and a private coaching session with me, which as soon as you buy your ticket... I will reach out to you to schedule your private session so you will get support from me both in the workshop and outside of the workshop in a one-on-one setting. And I cannot wait to support you. I will see you there on August 29th. And with that, I'm going to cut in to today's episode and I hope you enjoy it. Sure. So this one is quite funny, um, especially given the context that we're speaking on a podcast right now. Growing up, even you know, well into my career, one of my biggest fears was public speaking. Uh, by by definition, I tend to be more introverted. I'm more quiet. Uh, I don't love getting up in front of large groups. And uh, now I'm actively you know speaking out and leading workshops. And I'm on a podcast with you <laughs> right now. So uh, it definitely took practice. It took a lot of discomfort along the way. Uh, but I'm so grateful to be able uh, to be on this podcast and, and be able to help others as well by having worked through that fear. Oh, wonderful. For anyone out there who is struggling with that, any little tips or anything you'd want to say to that person? Absolutely. You have to lean into the fear. So you may not sign up to be a keynote speaker tomorrow, but where are the little platforms that you can exercise that skill, where you can build that muscle? Um, you, You do have the capability to overcome that and to you can have such great impact as well it doesn't mean you need to be an extrovert and change who you are um, but to be able to own your voice confidently i think is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself Uh, that's a big one um something that that still brings up fear for me is taking care of my family and being a provider and and that shows up for me in a lot of different ways. And I continue to work with it in all of the ways that I've learned. And of course, I have my own coaches and and people that I work with. And so, you know, kind of transitioning into, you know, the response there, it's seeing that fear and acknowledging that fear and knowing that I also have what it takes to move through whatever it is that I'm afraid of. And so, you know, especially in the entrepreneurial journey, that is the day-to-day reality is, you know, 
like there's a lot of unknown and I need to turn towards that and go, I see you. I know that there's fear here and, you know, I'm going to continue to move forward. And, and I know that I'll be able to handle what I need to handle. And so that's a big and ongoing thing. It doesn't ever go away. I don't think, you know, it's, it's not like you finally get like you've solved yourself and now you're fearless and everything is easy. And, you know, you can just go through life and, and not worry about anything, at least not for me. So, <laughs> yes, this is such a salient one this week. <laughs> so my perfectionism is still live and well. Um, it can be very challenging to tackle something new or try something new because my brain wants to crush it right out the gate. And when I don't, that's when the inner critic gets triggered. Um, so I've been trying to create new opportunities to practice. And so this week I signed up for a hip hop dance class through SAS Class NYC, highly recommend, find them on Instagram. Um, so normally they have a studio, obviously that's not happening right now, but they're offering online dance classes where you meet on Zoom, you get practice videos. And I wasn't thinking clearly about this when I signed up, but they have you record the choreography at the end and turn it into a music video. Now, I have not taken a dance class since I was about 12. And at that point in time, I think I was doing very elementary ballet. So the learning curve was very steep. Um, but part of the thing that I wanted to challenge was this idea of, okay, this is going to be cut into a video that people can see. And my perfectionist brain does not like that because I want to do it and do it and do it until I look like one of Beyonce's backup dancers and then put it out there. And so part of the deal was you're going to have to put something out there that is decidedly less than perfect, but it has to be enough for you. Um, so I danced my butt off this week. I am so sore, <laughs> um, but I have video from the first class and I just finished recording my last videos today. Um, and you can see the progress. Like I couldn't do the choreography on day one. It just looked like a floppy octopus. And now, you know, it's not perfect, but I can nail those timings. Um, and I feel like that, that growth in the span of a week is something that I am incredibly proud of. I did not think I could do that seven days ago. Yeah, that is a major, I feel like for those of us, I'm not someone who's highly coordinated. And I feel like dance is really one of the farthest places you can push yourself out of your comfort zone. I am a runner. I go in a straight line all day long. <laughs> so this was, we were moving in different planes. I, yeah, it was much more challenging, um, but really fun. You know, I, I have to give the studio credit they were very patient and great. All the women in the class were great too. And they're, you know, old hat at this. They're like, oh yeah, I've got this choreo down. I'm very clearly the beginner, um, but I appreciated their support. They really tried to amp everybody up and get excited. Um, so it was, a, it was a fun experience. Uh, failure. <laughs> um the there's still a perfectionist in me that is like you know taking a long time to die and i i worry about failing i get frozen um at the thought of potentially failing um but again i do take my own advice and kind of go through that exercise of what is the worst thing that can happen versus what can be gained by me taking a leap and taking a step um and i love the acronym for fear of 
false events appearing real. Like you just have to remind yourself that some of these things that you're afraid of is like a mirage. I think you also have to remind yourself that this is a whole grand world, right? And in the minds of other people, I think sometimes we think of ourselves as bigger than we really are. I don't think people are like, sitting around waiting and keeping score and watching for me to fail to like laugh at like everybody's really busy and dealing with their own stuff that I also have to remind myself I'm sometimes not as important as I think I am. (laughs) I think sometimes when I realize how self-centered we are as humans, it's hilarious. It's so like, it's hilarious how distorted our thoughts can get. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you think about it in the reverse, who are you watching and keeping score of so that if they fail, you can like point it out. You probably won't find anybody. So like just start to relax in that other people also are probably not spending that kind of time on you. Yeah. Oh, it's such a, it's like a funny one to remember, but it does feel like a relief. That acronym also is just like, yes. I, that was really <laughs> helpful. Just like even hear that in the moment. Oh man. I, I would say that, I definitely still find myself afraid a lot of times, but I quickly shut that off and I don't allow the fear to control what I do. I think I'm I'm afraid of I kind of feel like the next chapter of my my life. You know, for so many years the Coast Guard was for 14 years that was my day-to-day in and out, that was my normal routine. So it's been quite an adjustment going to, you know, being a veteran and and being in the civilian world and just trying to figure out everything that comes along with that. So yes, does that make me afraid sometimes? Sure. But I, again, I try to remind myself and everybody else that, you know, that fear is just an inhibitor. And I just keep on reminding myself that other times in my life when I was afraid of different things, I've always managed to make it through and survive and always have a little bit of clarity on the other end, kind of knowing why things did happen the way they did. The biggest fear I've had professionally is this fear, I think it's fairly common, of losing it all, that like one day I would lose my whole career. Everything I've worked for is gonna I'm it's gonna be instantly gone. And then COVID-19 happened. And I in a way I kind of did, in a sense that all travel, all classes, all talks, everything had to stop. It will, you know, eventually come back. But like I can't, a lot of my business is built on connecting with people in person, speaking in front of large groups, traveling to places. And it all did go away immediately, almost overnight. And it's so interesting because I've survived. I'm okay. I came up with some other business models. I added an online memoir class to my work that has sold out three times now. And I'm loving teaching a new subject that is kind of a sister to storytelling that I'm completely qualified to teach because I've worked in memoir and sold a memoir. And I never would have come up with that idea if this hadn't happened. And I always think like, okay, I'm surviving. And the weird thing is I have a belief that what I was scared of what could happen actually kind of did happen. (laughs) And then it was interesting because all of the fear of the what if I blank, what if one day it went away because of the current situation, I only have to deal with what is actually happening, which is I need to keep my family safe. I need to still figure out how to pay bills while we can't, I can't run my business in the normal way. And I stopped fearing of all of these things that could one day happen abstractly and started to deal with the present. And it's been very freeing in a way to have that fear kind of happen in in a way. And it's weird because I believe that I will come out of this and it will be okay. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. And how so? 
that like in our head, it's so scary. And then like when you just face it, it, like sometimes I think about like things that we're scared of as a monster under the bed. And it's scarier when you don't look under the bed. And then you look under the bed and like maybe the monster's like silly and it makes, you know, like it's not what you thought it was going right. to be. But before you looked, it was scarier. It was scarier before I looked. That's a really great way to look at this. Yeah, because I did wake up and suddenly all of the talks I was scheduled to do weren't happening and all of the workshops I was scheduled to lead weren't happening and all of these things. I mean, it was like, I'm not the only one that went through this. The world did. And that was also very freeing too, to see how many people were going through that. But at the end of the day, I'm also coming out of this realizing that I think a lot of people will come out of this and make some sort of career switch and realize that what they were doing, they lost their job, but what they were doing wasn't making them happy anyway. And maybe it's, this was a sign to make a switch. And I think that's awesome. And I've had the reverse is that I have realized in this, how much I deeply miss what I was doing and how much I can't wait to get back to it and how much I really want to stay on this path and keep building this. And that is really exciting to me because you have a lot of time to really soul search about what you want to be doing with your life at this time. And I want to keep doing this and I want to do it even bigger and better once I can get on a plane again, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so amazing that you built this career in this thing that like didn't totally exist and you just carved this path. I think that's amazing. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of it and I miss it and I'm excited to get back to it. I really, really am. I kind of like, here's what my brain says when you ask that question. As soon as you say, like, is there anything that you feel fear around right now in your life or business? My brain is like, yeah, like a million things, right? Like my initial reaction is like, of course, like depends on the day, right? So I have tons of things that I have fear around depending on the day and depending on what I'm doing. One of the things that I'm like up leveling a lot more in my business is more corporate speaking and like moving into more corporate organizations, coaching within the organization and doing keynotes in the organization. So my brain has all kinds of things to say about this, right? Like, can I really get this to translate in a bigger setting? Will the corporate setting mess with it? Is mindset going to be valued enough in this space? Like all kinds of stuff. The most important thing for me to know now is to expect that it's going to come up. So I know those fears really well. And I know that I'm going to feel a sense of resistance. And I know that my brain's going to yell a bunch of things at me. And because of that, I don't attach so much to them. I expect them to jump out and yell boo. And I'm like, oh, hey, yo, there you are. And like, I don't indulge them nearly as much because I'm so familiar with the fact that they're going to enter into my psyche while I'm doing this. And I can kind of see them, set them down next to me at my desk, but go back to what I'm doing. I'm afraid of failure. And I know that probably a lot of people say that, but you know, I really do come, I really do come from like absolutely nothing. Like I know how it is to look at your bank account and have $20 and think to yourself, like, what am I going to do? And so that is always in the back of my mind, especially now that I have kids and, and, and a family to provide for, you know, in a way coming from that background made me an incredibly resilient person. And I don't think, I, I I don't know, but I feel like a lot of what I've accomplished is because I had to, you know? But at the same time, I don't ever want to be in that situation again. You know, I, I know that I worked hard, but I know I'm also very privileged to not be in that situation anymore. And so I fear a lot, you know, 
for example, in the pandemic times that we're living in, you know, I don't, I don't have a home to go to. I don't have parents to ask for help if I'm furloughed or if I'm fired. And so that's definitely a fear that I think I'll carry with me for a long, long time. Um, and it's good in the sense that it's part of the fuel that keeps me going. But, um, you know, some days you, you kind of wish that you, you did have a little bit of a safety net and, and that that fear wasn't there. So it's just managing it every single day, you know. This is probably goes back to why I was not a terribly self-confident person in my early years. So my parents didn't have college degrees. There were five children in our family. There were times when money was tight. There were times when my dad was in between jobs. And my parents did what they could to support the family. There was a time when my parents were running a coin-operated laundromat near our home. And my mom and I used to walk there together. And we would open it in the morning and we would close it in the afternoon. And I was the fourth of five kids. And so anytime I had my mom to myself was like awesome because my mom, bless her heart, she's just an amazing, warm, wonderful human being. And so we'd hold hands and walk up the hill to this laundromat. And I loved it. I mean, it was fun. I was like probably eight years old and all these families would come and they would bring their kids. And so, you know, it was like a playground in a way. But anyway, so one day my mother and I walked up to the laundromat and when she put the key in the lock, the lock didn't turn. And, you know, nine years old, eight, nine years old, I, I didn't understand what was happening, but I later kind of figured out that the landlord had changed the locks because my parents had gotten behind on the rent. And I can't even imagine what my mother must have felt, you know, knowing that like literally the money crank just stopped turning, right? And she's got five kids to feed and a mortgage and all of that. And my mother never lost her composure. She never let on to me that there was a problem. But when I think back on that and, and you know, in, early in my adulthood, when I thought about that, I said to myself, I'm never going to allow myself to be in a position where someone can change the locks on me. And to me, women's advancement is all about economic equality, right? And if you don't have economic power in this world, you have zero power. And so that's why I think it's so important that, you know, we support women to be able to not only realize take care of their families and themselves, but realize their aspirations. So I think initially in my career, I was definitely driven by fear of not having control over my life. And I equated that to, and still do, in, in, in people, for people, not for myself anymore. But I equated that to economic independence. And that was the one fear that I think drove me to build my career. And you know, as I mentioned, you know, and just to sort of maybe tie things together, I guess, once I sort of achieved economic independence, financial independence, then I think I was able to sort of really pursue those sort of labors of love. Hmm. And, and that's what I'm doing today. Thank you so much for listening to this. You might be wondering what I'm afraid of. And actually, when I was first compiling like all of these podcast guests for this episode on fear, 
That's what inspired me to record the season four finale called Things I'm Afraid Of at Work. <laughs> so I wrote an entire essay all about things that I'm afraid of in, you know, or that I was afraid of when I was in my corporate career. And I encourage you to listen to that if you're feeling curious about my fears. I hope that you enjoyed this. And I want to remind you to grab your ticket to join me in the workshop that I'm holding on August 29th. I'm going to be giving you tools and techniques to help you navigate imposter syndrome during meetings, to help you speak up with confidence and in a way that's very effective, and to help you manage nerves because I am intimately familiar with the nerves and how to manage them because I am a very nervous person. So I'm one of the best people to guide you through nerves because I know what nerves feel like and I know what it feels like to navigate through to the other side of nerves. Oh, I'm so excited to see you there. I feel like group spaces and like live group hangouts are just really fun and really special. And I always strive to create like a really warm, comfortable, welcoming space because I've got like a little bit scarred <laughs> and a little bit seared and burned being in like professional development workshops earlier on in my career that like weren't welcoming and I felt like people were being shamed and it was just like not a good environment. And so I can, I promise you that I really strive, like when you're in my space, I strive for you to feel relaxed, not to feel like left out. I strive as much as possible for you to feel like you belong there. It's not a space to come perfectly. You can come messy. It's on a Sunday. You don't have to look good. <laughs> it's all good. We are just there to be in the space together, to be ourselves and to learn and to grow and to believe in the best version of who we are. That's truly what we're there to do. No pretense, no need to be perfect, none of that. You can grab your ticket in the show notes below. And in the show notes, you will find like all of the information on reaching out to me, getting in touch with me if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, and a bunch of other free resources down there. Okay, that brings us to the end. I will catch you next week. I hope you loved this episode. Please let me know what you thought and have an amazing, amazing day. All right.